And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. And if you didn't know, this is the only podcast on the internet where I sit down behind a microphone and I talk about the news and whatnot and stuff of the such. Hey, welcome back. This is Constitutionals. Uh, as you can see, if you're watching the video version of the show, which I urge you to do, I am dressed up in my finest work clothing because I have just come back from work. Not just. <laughs> Let's not pretend I've been I've been done from work for about four hours now. Uh, a little backstory: my I'm on a contract position. It's in television. Uh, it's in the news, not television. It's in the news. It is television news, but it's just whatever. Anyway, I wake up for the for the past week. I've been waking up at and I've had this and I've had this position for a couple of weeks now. But I've I've been waking up at two twenty five, two fifteen in the morning. Have to go to work at three o'clock. Have to be there at three o'clock until eleven. It's it's crazy because there's a morning show that that has to be made, and I am part of the team that makes it for for just this just this week. Next week I'll be doing uh, day stuff again. Uh, it's insane. It's insane to wake up that early and then go to an office that's sparsely populated and uh, sit there and edit videos. <laughs> oh my god, it's crazy, and I'm so tired. <laughs> understandably so I am the most tired I've been in a very long time there was a like I said I've, I've, I think I mentioned this I mentioned on the application of course but I've worked at um, uh, the uh, I'm sorry <laughs> I was on, I'm on Google right now Google is gray the uh, I went to the home page Google is gray if you can see if I'm if I do this on camera Google is gray and uh, it, I clicked on it. I was like, why the heck is it gray? It's uh, for George H.W. Bush, who passed away this past weekend. We are sad condolences, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we are sad condolences, blah, blah, blah. So that's what people are going to say at my, at my wedding. That's going to be what people say at my wedding. You know, all this single women. All the single women. I'm looking at my, so anyway, I was going to my notes and I have nothing on my notes. So we're just going to talk and talk and talk. That's what I'm good at, right? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, what was I talking about? Yeah, I'm always tired. I've been trying not to take day naps because I have to go to bed at eight. Essentially, I have to go to bed at eight o'clock and wake up at two thirty. Like eight is the latest I can go to bed. But I've been going to bed at like eight thirty, nine o'clock <laughs> sometimes. Sunday it was uh, I went to bed at like nine thirty because I had forgot to do. I didn't forget. I couldn't do news time until then. Oh my gosh. News time's gotten better because of this job because I've I've learned some editing skills. <laughs> news time has gotten a little bit better than usual, which is always amazing. Uh if you don't know, I've uh, I was doing a, a daily show called The Application uh in in which I was recording a, a show every day to about 20 minutes of a show of a podcast every single day and trying to convince Atlanta's PR station WABE in order to hire, to hire me. <laughs> uh, my worst fears, my fears were realized when late last week, when I said, I kept talking about late last week that I was, if I, I was too late into the week to hear if I got the job Friday, my suspicions were confirmed. I did not get the job. I recorded a podcast immediately after that. And I was way in my feelings. <laughs> I was angry. I was, I was, I was about, I was like, I was always like two steps away from talking smack <laughs> about this job, but I never did. I never did. Cause I'm above that. Am I? <laughs> so I, I never did. And I still haven't to this day. It's been, it's been six, five, seven days. Something like, I can't count. 
It's been five days. I have, I've never did. I never did talk smack about it. Uh, and, and so I, so my confessions were confirmed. Uh, so somebody suspicions were confirmed. Someone called me, listen to the last episode of the, of the application. And you know, I, I might even, I might even record. And then I, and then, uh, a little, another little addendum here. Somebody else from, this is a little scoop because I haven't recorded this, this new episode of the application, which would be the final episode period. But there's a little scoop. Somebody uh, else from the same company called me back and said, uh, listen, Jad, you did great. I'm very sorry. It didn't happen. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, she was very nice to me. A very nice person. Uh, I will talk about that more on the later episode of the application, which I will record at some date, <laughs> maybe this week, hopefully this week. Uh, but smash bros is coming out <laughs> and I got a job and daddy can afford it now. <laughs> I was so excited, uh, but I will definitely, you know, I, I've been thinking about it all week. I will probably get back behind the mic and record one more episode of the application for those, for the, for the dozens of people, the dozen people subscribed to it. Dozens. I gave myself a little bit more. I wonder if this episode is lit properly because I know for this main camera, it is very hard to gauge this DSLR in front of me. DSLR. Hey, listen, I saw a movie called Cam this weekend. Very, very good movie. Wonderful film. It is about a cam girl who is uh, who, who is basically, I guess, cloned by something um, in the. In, in, in the cam world. It's, all right. So a cam girl, she gets, you know, undressed on camera and does things that her commenters uh, suggest and they pay her to do that stuff. Uh, and then she's replaced on the website that she uses with an exact replica of herself. And uh, that's all the movie's about. And it's really, it takes, a, it takes a little bit to get going, but, uh, it's a really fun, and I, I, I dare say fun cause it is a, this is straight horror movie and it, there's nothing fun or funny about it, but it's a really fun movie directed by Daniel Goldharber, Hammer, and it's written by, uh, is Isa Mazai, who was also, who was a cam girl herself prior to becoming a, uh, screenwriter. <laughs> prior to becoming a screenwriter and she has a lot of uh i don't know what to say uh suggestive pictures out there on the internet i guess you can find it if you really want to i really don't care but she's a wonderful wonderful writer she did a really good job with the script it's uh tense it's very tense uh there's a point where the girl the main characters uh and the main character is played by Oh, if you want to see the screenwriter topless, she's on her Instagram. She's topless. There you go. Uh, Madeline Brewer, who is from uh, The Handmaid's Tale. What else, Chad? What else is she from? She's from a movie called Hedgehog, which is not a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> she's from Grimm. She was in Grimm, and she's mostly from The Handmaid's Tale. And she was in an episode of Black Mirror, uh, the episode Men Against Fire. She played Raymond. And Orange is the New Black, apparently, but who who watches that? And Hemlock Grove, good for her. So she's you know, she's in a few things. Uh, great character, great actress. She did a really good job in the movie uh, as uh, a, a playing a naked woman, a woman who would get naked sometimes. <laughs> so uncomfortable. If you're not watching the video, I just crossed my arms <laughs> as I said that. Um, Jessica Parker Kennedy from the flash. She plays, uh, Iris and, uh, Barry's daughter from the future. That's not, a, that's not ruining anything. Uh, and she's barely in the movie. Some would, some would say, why is her character in the movie? Uh, 
Uh, I would say that. Anyway, Madeline Brewer's, uh, she does a really fantastic job. She's uh, really engaging as an actress in the film. And the movie's, the movie's great. And it's, and it's, uh, it's not, like I said, it's psycho, psychological horror. So it's not as, <laughs> it's not as scary as you think it's going to be. It's not going to be the horror film that you're looking for. I'm sorry. I'm just scrolling through this, <laughs> this writer's Instagram. <laughs> How sad is that? <laughs> oh, maybe she, there's more. <laughs> That's what my brain told me to do. That's it. That's all I got to talk about. <laughs> That's all I got to talk about. I've not done anything else except for work. I I am I am so excited for uh, Smash to come out. I am so excited for Smash to come out. It's got every character. It's got every stage. And I'm getting ready to play it. I figured I figured the thing I'm going to do is I'm going to wake up on Friday. I'm going to have already bought it Thursday night. Wake up on Friday. Go to work because it's, it's three o'clock in the morning. Go to work go to the gym and work out at the gym, get on the bike, bike for one hour, play smash. Just, <laughs> this is going to be good. Please imagine what I was doing. Cardi B and offset have called it quits. <laughs> Much like, Oh my gosh. You know what? I'm not even going to continue that. Let's see. What else have I been watching? Uh, <laughs> I really should have came into this prepared. I did nothing to prepare. And that is what I'm excited about. So <laughs> Elseworlds uh, <laughs> is coming up next week. And by the time, <laughs> by the time I record, it'll be finished. Right? Because Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, it'll be finished. And we can talk about that then. Oh, Jesus Christ, Chad. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is just a sad excuse of an episode. <sighs> but, you know, I got to keep recording. Let's talk about how the Arrow, uh, the Arrowverse, and I don't like saying that. Let's talk about how the Arrowverse has been for this past season. Let's talk about the CW for a second, for a hot second. So CW is the offspring of Warner Brothers and uh, UPN. And, and they have all these shows that are teen-driven. Uh, it's basically what Freeform is. You know, Freeform copied from CW is what I feel like. Freeform is more feminist-driven, but uh, there's there's still a lot of similarities. Similarities. <laughs> similarities. <clears throat> and one thing I want to note about the CW is that when they find a trope to uh, in a show and it just happens for every single one of their shows, when they find a trope, they stick with it. And it is a gosh darn shame that they do that because they have, they have all these decent actors. They have all these characters at their disposal. Even if they, they're not allowed to touch, you know, the Trinity, well, they do have Superman. So that's one of the Trinity, but even if they're not allowed to touch, you know, the suicide squad or something like that, uh, Joker, then they're able to work within the boundaries. And this is very, and, uh, and you know, daredevil was recent. I want to talk before I get into the DC into a uh, CW, I want to talk about daredevil was recently canceled. And, uh, it's a show that I've seen maybe four episodes of, and I could care less about, 
But it makes me think, uh, well, A, uh, they said uh, the uh, Disney, somebody at Disney said that, or Marvel said that uh, Daredevil will come back. I think they should just cancel all of the Netflix shows, all their Disney Netflix shows. It just, who I mean, the Marvel Netflix shows, who cares anymore? Just cancel those shows. Uh, let them live on Netflix and then take the characters and then migrate them to similar shows. It could be Daredevil Redux. Luke Cage strikes again. Iron Fists f- two. <laughs> Jessica Jones's diary. <laughs> like Bridget Jones's diary. That's the joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Defonders <laughs> and uh, the Punish Man. <laughs> They could do they could do all those shows differently on on Disney, but I Disney Plus. But I could care less. I could again, I could care less because I don't watch those shows. Uh, the only the only superhero shows I watch now are Flash and Black Lightning, and I am very very close to dropping off Flash. <laughs> if they pull the same crap they do every single year, I'm very close to dropping off of Flash. But what they could do, uh, but for it's a it's a shame that 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 Disney's going this route. Uh, or Netflix is going there. I don't know who's in the, I don't know who's in charge of canceling. Cause apparently uh, I saw an article this morning that Daredevil, according to, and of course Netflix doesn't release ratings, but according to some independent study, Daredevil is one of is one of the top four highest uh, original shows on streaming. Period. So out of uh, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, Crackle. Uh, Vivo, Vero, 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 Verve, Verve, that's what it's called, VRV, and a handful of others that are just cascading downwards in quality. <laughs> there, uh, Daredevil is number four, and the other three I think are Netflix too, like one Stranger Things, and the other two are some bullcrap I don't really care about. None of this stuff I care about, but it's uh, it's one, it's it's strange that they that they cancel these shows. Uh, just so that it's either Netflix is canceling them to spite Disney or Disney's canceling them to spite Netflix <laughs> one way or the other people are just being little jerks to each other. Wait, I, it, which doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand. You can, you can still have money. You, even if you're getting some money, you're still getting more money than anybody else <laughs> in the world. Hey, real quick, let's take a break. Uh, and I'll come back and I'll talk about the CW like I was originally meant to. <laughs> Okay, we'll see you in a second. We're back. Hey, welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. Took a little break there to just restart the camera. That's that's it, and that's everything. So I was gonna, I was talking about the CW and Daredevil and all that stuff. These are all two separate two separate ideas that really just uh, fell into each other. Uh, and uh, so let's get, let's get back into the CW. So CW has all these shows. Uh, and what's interesting is, and because I'm only thinking about this because I'm trying to catch up on Black Lightning and Flash. Uh, before this Elseworlds thing, where I will start watching the Arrow again <laughs> and the Supergirl. <laughs> See, the reason I've, you know, you fall off of these shows because they, like I said, they fall into these tropes. And, you know, whether it's 10 episodes on Netflix or 22 episodes on broadcast, it's the, all of these shows fall into the same categories of uh, they're boring. They'll tell episodes, they'll tell stories that they don't need to tell. There's this, there's that. And it just is a it's it's not fun. And I and I dare any anyone who still watches these superhero shows to say I'm enjoying myself every single second. Because <laughs> you know, for I I I'm gonna I was I'm gonna pick a show out of my butt, but Mad Men. But for Mad Men, you're I'm enjoying myself every single time. And as much as I think Breaking Bad is overrated, Breaking Bad, I'm enjoying myself every single time. 
every single time. Uh, and I think, you know, maybe it's just comic book shows because for walking dead, when I fell off, uh, it was just, it's just, they were doing, they're doing the same thing that the shows on CW are doing same thing. Uh, and this is including like supernatural. I don't even watch supernatural, but I guarantee it's the same thing. Every episode. And they've been doing that for 10 years, 11 years, 13 years, something, something for a long time, uh, for valor. I think that was canceled. <laughs> What am I all American? I want to start watching that show. It's a football show. I want to start watching that show. Uh, but for the only with the with the exception of crazy ex-girlfriend, every single show on the CW does the same thing every single time. But for Walking Dead, it was it's, you know, uh, fight these walkers. Uh, uh, there's a there's a camp that hates us. Let's make our own camp. Uh, now we're going to war with this other camp. Now people are dying. Now they kill people for no reason. It's it's the same thing over and over again. And it's really boring. And that is the thing I want to talk about. I did talk about. I finally talked about. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> Do you like how, if you're watching the video, you can see that my tie matches my socks. And uh, the color palette for both the tie and the socks uh, match the sweater and the button-up shirt I'm wearing. Green, blue, and white. It's amazing. <laughs> it's all amazing. It's all, it all, it's all worth it. It's all worth it. Wake up at three o'clock in the morning or wake up at two thirty. And so now we have this yearly crossover with uh, a lot of the Arrowverse shows. Last year, it was the end apparently to all of the shows doing it at once. All of the shows, which I guess from the Else Worlds, what they're doing this year is Else Worlds, which is basically an alternate universe, but. Uh, I don't know how, like I, I haven't seen it yet. I'm both angry that they couldn't fit the legends of tomorrow in there. And also I kind of, I understand why they couldn't have done it. But then again, we got to deal with a Supergirl mess. My main issues with Supergirl, <laughs> and I've talked about this before because we're 85 episodes into the show and I've run out of things to talk about apparently. But my main issue with Supergirl is that they, j they just don't know what they want to be. And then they want to be this political show, but then the politics are a little messy uh, and they and they're trying too hard and they're a little they're a lot heavy handed. Uh, and I just done like uh, Carol's coming out story, which was just a waste of my time. Ugh, jeez. Anyway, but now that we have that to look forward to next week, I'm excited to see what they can do. And, I, and I'll be lying if I said I wasn't excited. And they're wasting James Olsen. Me and Chad Brooks, they're wasting him. They're wasting that guy. And this and this Tyler Holch, Holchlin, he's not a good Superman. I want to go ahead and say it. He's a not a good Superman. He's a not the good Superman. <laughs> He's a not the good. I'm excited to see Ruby Rose as a Batwoman, though. It's going to be wonderful because she's a gorgeous female woman. <laughs> and I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. OK, let's uh, let's get into this uh, story. I really want to talk about really quickly. That's been sitting in my uh, on in my Chrome on my Chrome for, I would say, at least a week and some change. There was, and I might do this as a news time. Uh, there's an article on the verge called gaming. The Apple podcast charts is cheaper and easier than you think. And the gist of the article, and I've only skimmed over it. That's why it was still sitting up in my thing. The, the gist of the thing is that, uh, a guy named, I'm trying to try find uh, W B E R, uh, B U R. I'm sorry. Um, Duh, whew, boy, what is his name? John Perotti. 
paid somebody five dollars who would uh, send his send like the the podcast to the top of the charts on iTunes, which really which apparently iTunes is the is the way to go for I'm sorry, Apple Music or Apple Podcasts is the way to go. So he he sent five dollars and a link to the wave files to the person that contacted him a day later. His show appeared at the bottom of the Apple Arts charts, which is crazy. Then it started to rise. It topped out at number two on the arts chart and number 55 on the all categories chart. And obviously he didn't do this like as a real thing. He did it as a as a as a investigative thing to do. And so these charts have been around for a very long time, and they're the only way to gauge to see if your podcast is doing well. That's why you always hear uh, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes. It really helps out, you know, stuff like that. Brody's fraudulent success suggests it's easy and cheap to trick the system and a chart position could theoretically be worth millions, which is true because sponsors will see that. They'll see, hey, this person is doing well. Let me give this person money to advertise Squarespace or Bonobos, or I haven't heard of Bonobos ad in a long time, <laughs> or um, uh, Dollar Shave Club, or Hymns, which was on uh, IGN podcast for no less than four years, apparently. <laughs> uh, you get TV deals, you get uh, ad revenue, but again, uh, I've mentioned this before, you don't, podcasts don't make a lot of money. It's only like a handful of, like a very handful, a select handful of podcasts that even make any, that make any money in the positive spectrum at all. Like never not funny compared to the Joe Rogan experience uh, or comedy bang bang compared to WTF. They're they're two different things. (laughs) And yeah, they might get similar listens like comedy bang bang may get. I don't know. This is me talking my butt, but uh, County Bang Bang may get eight million downloads, seven, eight million downloads a month, maybe 10 million downloads a month. Uh, WTF could get 20 million, 20 to 30 million downloads. And and um, Marin and his producer could make thousands of dollars, tens of thousands. Who knows? I don't know the money. I don't know the math. So please don't at me. How are you going to find the podcast that you, need, that you want to advertise on? Well, uh, let's take a look. Let's look at the top of the charts. Let's see who's uh, getting heard. Mike Mignano, CEO of podcasting app Anchor, tells The Verge. So the charts actually in a strange way because of a lack of data of a data around how podcasts for, perform uh, become important tools for finding podcasts worth advertising on. While the charts might initially make sense as a public barometer of success, the fact that they can be gamed doesn't give people in the industry much faith in them. They're sometimes seen as nothing more than a vanity play, which is very true. There's so many, like you can say, like if your podcast uh, is in the top podcast, you can say, my podcast is a top charting podcast, and it could be numbered 104. (laughs) Well, I mean, which is true, because even if it makes the charts, then you're you're still winning. Uh, Apple's historical power in the space puts extra weight behind those charts, especially because lots of people rely on the Apple podcast app to actually listen to shows. Uh, and a study published this month, anchor found that 52% of podcast listeners are listening through Apple podcasts. That's because there's a lot of iPhones out there. <laughs> so people, and when, and if the, if you have a default app on your phone, you're more likely to use it. There, there's only power users are going to go either way, which is like a lot of for Android, for Android people, uh, for a long time, we didn't have, 
uh, a podcast app. Now we have Google Podcasts, but you know, no, first we had Google Play Music, Google Music's uh, streaming service, and then we have, uh, which you can still use, and then we have Google Podcasts, which is just a skin version of Google Play Music's <laughs> service already, but for podcasts only, which doesn't make sense. Uh, but a lot of people use Pocket Cast. A lot of people have these other different apps that are still the exact same thing that I actually do that I do better. Like Pocket Cast. I use Pocket Cast. I paid for it on iTunes. I paid for it on Android. I paid for it on web. $15. I've listened to 133 days worth of shows. Uh What's more important is the subscription rate, which requires someone to push the subscribe button. Brody doesn't know the behind the scenes work that went into getting the show to the top, but he guesses it was some sort of click farm. Discover Pods has, and let's, oh, and let me talk about this really quick. Uh, for So I have Pinecast. That is who's, who holds this, the RSS feeds for, who supports RSS feeds for this show, for the application, for any show I will create uh, thus far, you know, in the, in the near future. I don't know about 10 years from now. I don't know if I'm still going to be doing this. God forbid. <laughs> God forbid I do this next week. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but we, so there's uh, uh periodically, I would say once every couple of months or so, I will get an email from Pinecast from Matt from Pinecast. Uh, and it'll say, Hey Chad, we just uh, purged. And depending on how many shows I have active, which are the application and the constitutional. So I get two emails. Uh, and he'll say, Hey Chad, we just purged a bunch of bots from your system, from your, from your, from your system. It looks like, uh, you know, you might see your subscriber numbers and your play count go down because of this. And it's very true because I will see the subscriber number go from something that is way too high for the constitutionals <laughs> and go down, uh, a couple of steps. And, uh, and really it's a really, it's a knock to your your faith in the system. <laughs> Same thing for the application. A classic click farm operation utilizes hundreds of devices and involves people clicking on a specific button to inflate subscriber rates, followers, or whatever else is being contracted. And the same thing, uh, in one of the most uh, popular click farms I know is comedian Joe Mandy. He paid for his Twitter to get like a million followers. And this is like early, early, early Twitter, I believe. And he paid for his Twitter to get a million followers. Or I, I don't know. And, uh, and now he doesn't use his Twitter anymore because it's just all bots and fake people. And I think that is just so funny that he did that. Uh, this is one thing I just wanted to mention. <laughs> All right. So then yeah, you got his click farms. I contacted a uh, parodies person who goes by CRF at SEO clerks, a website similar to Fiverr, but for soliciting uh, quote unquote SEO services to learn more about how the chart topping business is run. I didn't get very far. CRF said, uh, did say iTunes, Apple IDs and devices are used and the business has been in operation for two years. This person also employs a team of seven people. We don't know ex- entirely how CRR runs the business. It could just involve the classic click farm set up without people with people subscribing, unsubscribing and pressing play on shows for just $5. Uh, then there's competition. There's a bunch of other, other services that do the same thing, but Apple like I said about Pinecast, they monitor these services too, and it has safeguards in place to ensure phony shows are taken down. The company monitors its international and domestic charts and relies on a combination of humans and software to detect signs of fraud. It bans shows after they're caught attempting fraud multiple times. Apple confirmed to The Verge. The company also acknowledged its efforts to stop chart manipulation during a developer's conference in June, but it hasn't elaborated publicly since. 
And uh, Apple is currently piloting its uh, own platform to give creators more insight into where their listeners are coming from and how long they listen to the show. Spotify also offers some analytics around it, uh, listener demographics. So there you have it. It's a, it's a very, it's a, you know, it's, it's something that's with the birth of the internet. Uh, it was bound to happen. You know, people steal shows, people cheat, uh, you know, to listen to their own shows, to get their shows listened to and all these different things. Uh, and I mean, you know, you, you, you come, you come in with this kind of expecting that this kind of thing is going to happen. But I think the ma- Jeez, what was that noise? The, the point of the matter is uh, there's needs to be something done to make podcasting a little bit more regulatory. And there's and I think there's a there's a there's a good chance it really could be a regulatory thing, especially with unions, especially paying guests. You know, yeah, that's been a big contention for Earwolf and for other podcasts, comedy podcasts of the same light, same ilk, you know, you, your guests do so much. They come to these shows. They, some of them should be paid and you know, all of them should be paid. If some get paid, all of them should be paid. But that's not the heard out there. We're talking about uh, podcasts and making money. And so, and like I said, podcasts are very, very difficult to make money from. Even, you know, you hear the guys from Hollywood handbook, Sean and Hayes, the host from Hollywood handbook, uh, comment on how and on how little they're getting paid. Uh, you hear John Gabris from High and Mighty comment on how little he's getting from his podcast. And these are podcasts that have been going on for years, uh, but they still do them. Some of them are contracted, <laughs> contracted to finish them out. <laughs> I'm looking at Sean and Hayes for a Hollywood Handbook, but then, but there's still a lot that a lot of people who are just doing it to do it, like me. <laughs> I don't know if you heard my sweater ruffle in the audio version of this podcast. Uh, and so, uh, like I said, you just gotta, uh, we got to figure out a way to regulate this. And I kind of think, the, like I, I would love, like a union would be wonderful because they have television unions, they have movie unions. I think it'd be wonderful to have a podcast union of some sort. And I really think NPR could really get behind this and and be the one to start doing it because they're I, they're one of the biggest podcasting companies. I think NPR and ESPN and like all the other big ones could really get together and say, Hey, let's start a union guys, please. Let's do a union. Let's get, let's get more money. And, and so, so that ads and ad people can have, uh, you know, a barometer for paying and stuff like that. And people can, and then shows can charge more to have ad space on there. I think that'd be good. A podcast union. And then it'd be, it'd be much harder to have these shows, uh, be faked, have their views and listens be faked. I don't know the math behind it, but I, I I think this could work. Hey, you know what I think could work? You could, uh, (laughs) head on over (laughs) to cpluscomedy.com where you can get a couple of interviews I've already written them out. They're both written out. One is going up today. Ryan Sickler meant to do it about four weeks ago. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Ryan. Other ones, Jason Salmon. That's coming out on a Friday, I believe. Uh, both wonderful men to talk to. One of them I only emailed. <laughs> uh, definitely check it out. Check it out. Check them out. 
You can also head on over to the website, Seaplus Comedy. Oh, I write down that. I'm doing that right now. SeaplusComedy.com. Check it out. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Watch the video version on YouTube.com slash Comedy. You can also watch News Time, which is our premiere show for the website. It's a weekly news show. Uh, every week, it's an investigative entertainment news show. Every week, I sit down with a news item. This week, I talked about how Disney has zero execs of color, which is very true. And Pixar has zero people of color that give ideas in their movies. Very true. Check out the episode. Wonderful. Next week will be special. It'll be the last episode of the year. One before I, before I go, it is the last episode of the year. Thank God. <laughs> it's the last episode of the year and it's a doozy. It's a huge one. I've been building up for the past six months. I'm excited. Is someone here? I'm excited. So it's one I've been building for the past six months. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just heard someone talk. Uh, <laughs> I've been building up for the past six months. I'm, ex- I'm so excited for this show, this episode to be made. Um, then after that, of course, you get your bloopers, your two bloopers episodes and your top f- f- TV shows and movies that I forgot to talk about <laughs> that I couldn't talk about during um, the pot or, you know, whatever top TV shows and movies, whatever. Who cares? <sighs> Sorry, I'm looking under my door <laughs> trying to see. Uh, so definitely check that out. It'll be, it'll be, a, it'll be a big episode. Hopefully, hopefully I can write it today and tomorrow. And I think it's going to be a long episode. It's going to be huge. Now I'm saying all this stuff. And what if I don't meet my expectations? <laughs> oh, no, I'm afraid. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Follow us on Twitter at C plus comedy. Follow me on Twitter at Chad black white. Uh, follow us on Instagram at C plus comedy. Follow me on Twitter at Chad black white. I mean, on Instagram at Chad black white. Like us on Facebook. That's it. That's everything I got for you. I would say uh, follow us on Tumblr, but I don't know who uses Tumblr. They're taking away all the porn. (laughs) This is the second time I've mentioned. I'm done. Okay. Bye.